This is the Cherryleaf Podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode in the Cherryleaf Podcast. This episode's going to be slightly different. It's an audio recording from a video we've uploaded to YouTube. So we'll provide a link to the video in YouTube after listening to this podcast. If you'd like to see the slides on the video, then you can see those. You can revisit this presentation by watching the video. And it's a follow-on from episode 60 of the Cherryleaf podcast. It's all about the how-to schema that Google is promoting that's on schema.org. We look at what's in it and the details that are there. And we'll also be talking about this and how you can do this in Madcap Flare at Madworld Europe, which is in October. Some of the slides that are in the video are actually some of the slides that we're putting together for that conference. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. We're going to look at something that Google has been promoting for people that are developing instructional content, how-to content in recent months. And with that recommendation from Google, there is certainly the implication or suggestion that by doing this, you could get your instructional content, your help content, how-to content to rank higher within the search engine results. This also is being promoted by Microsoft and Yandex. So it's generally true for all of the major search engines. So that is to add semantic data to your web pages, specifically data or information that conforms with a schema from schema.org. And that schema is the how-to schema. So what we're going to do in this video is look at how we can add that information to our help content. And then ideally what will happen is that our content will be picked up by the search engines and then rank at the top in a little box at the top of the search engines. For the subscribers to our advanced online technical writing course, we'll be providing more details on how you can implement this in one of the most popular help authoring tools. And the workarounds and ways in which you can do that should work for the other help authoring tools too. So that's for those people that don't want to write using a text editor or in the HTML code, but want to use the WYSIWYG type authoring environments that you get with the major help authoring tools. And we'll also be talking about this and going into more detail at the Madworld Europe Conference 2019, which is being held in Dublin in October. If you're interested in getting more information on our advanced technical writing course, then we'll provide a link below so you can have a look at that. So the approach that Microsoft and Yandex and Yahoo and Google have taken is to create a project like a standard called schema.org to define schemas that those companies can agree on and others for structured data on the internet. And there is a website called schema.org 
which defines all the different schemas, including the one for instructional content called How To. There's some other schemas that are of interest to technical communicators like FAQs, but we'll focus on the How To schema. So schema.org is also known as a semantic vocabulary of tags or microdata. So it's particular tags written in a particular way that you can add to your web pages, to your HTML. And this markup that you add to your pages improves the way in which the search engines such as Google and Bing read and display your pages in the search engine rankings. Now, H1, P, Div, Li, Span, all the tags that you see in HTML and in HTML5 don't have, as they stand at the moment, the semantic data that the search engines need. A lot of these tags are about presentation rather than telling you about the meaning of content. So what schema.org is doing is saying and defining extra tags that need to be added to the web pages. And what this markup does by having it in there enhances the snippets that appear at the top of the search engine rankings for certain information. And from the blog posts on the Google developers website, there are strong hints that pages that are marked up correctly using this how-to markup schema, that they will appear at the top of the search engines in that little snippets box. Although, as always, nothing is guaranteed. So schema.org has a schema for the type of instructional content that technical communicators produce, and that schema is called the how-to schema. So this defines the structured data that tells the search engines that your content is a set of instructions, a set of tasks. And what the search engines can do is they can use the structured data to display the steps at the top of the search engine results. Now, there are different ways in which you can present that information within your web page. You can present it as in a format called JSON. You can present it as RDFA or microdata. Now, Google recommends you present it as JSON. However, as a technical communicator, if you're wanting to work in a WYSIWYG authoring environment using a help authoring tool, you'll probably want to just use microdata. Right, so a lot of preamble. Let's now jump into how we actually create a how-to topic. Now, if you've got content that's already written, one approach that you can do is to go to Google's website called the Google Structured Data Markup Helper. And what you can do on that site is you can be guided through the steps of marking up your web page in the right places with the appropriate elements that you need. Unfortunately, the helper doesn't give guidance at the moment on how to create how-to schema content. Hopefully that will change in the near future. So what does Google recommend you add? And what does this code look like? Let's have a look at that. So the main two things you'll see in a page that's marked up correctly are tags that are called item scope and item type. And these tell the search engines to identify where in the web page there's semantic data and what type of schema that it is that you're using. 
that, for example, you're using a how-to schema. So in other words, the bits of your page that you want to semantify, to take a word, you use item scope as the tag to identify it. So if you looked at an example of a page in HTML that was marked up for the how-to, what you would see is a div tag that had item scope and then the item type being the schema.org how-to schema. And the item type it has a link to the particular schema. The item scope tells the search engines, here's the semantic content, and the item type says this content conforms to the how-to schema type. Another tag that you'll see within the HTML pages is something called item prop. And you use item prop to label the properties that form part of the schema and to state their values. So within the how-to schema, there can be different properties that you can have. You can have a property about the amount of time it takes to complete a task. You can have a property to explain the steps that go through. You can have a property that explains what materials you need to make the thing to, do, to complete the task. So in this particular bit of code, there are item props for name, saying what the name is for the uh, document. You've got one called total time that says how long it takes to complete this activity and a description like an overview of what the task or the instructions are about. So we've got item prop saying here is the name property that's part of the how-to vocabulary. And here is the value of that name property. And the value is how to tile a kitchen backsplash. So what you're able to do is mix standard HTML that doesn't have any semantic markup with sections that have been marked up semantically. And you can have different sections within your document. There might be a section that describes an overview of what the task is, the steps themselves, the tips. And for each of those, what you can do is specify in the schema, the item type that you're going to be using. So for how-to sections, each section will contain steps and the schema link for that is schema.org forward slash how to step and within the steps there might be pictures there might be hyperlinks but in terms of the task the actions the step ones the step twos as it were that is marked up as how to direction again when you see a particular how to web page you'll soon spot those particular parts and you can copy those from an existing one that you know works or again be guided through by the Google page. So in this example of the code, we've got a piece of text marked up saying that this is a how-to step, an individual step that someone will follow. That's the text in yellow. And then in the blue is the specific directions that someone should follow in that step. Turn off the power in this particular case. We'll also see underneath that another item prop, which is called position. So this is the first step in the series of steps that we have. Now, you can become more sophisticated, do more advanced things. And there's a interesting site or good site called diveintohtml5.info forward slash extensibility. And that can ex explain a little bit more. And so one thing you can do is you don't necessarily have to use span tags for some of these item props. You can take your P tanks or your H1s and your H2 tanks, your headings, and you can add item prop equals name or 
item prop equals how to direction and semantify your content in that way if you wish. And if you've got bits of JavaScript in your page and you want those to be included, if they're controlling what's presented on the page, then that's possible as well. And if you're the type of person who's happy writing web pages in a text editor, just writing the code, then that's pretty much all you need to know. If you look at the schema.org website for the appropriate schema to use, how to in our case, then you can get going and you'll be fine. However, if you are the type of person that uses a help authoring tool in a WYSIWYG mode, so you don't have all that tagging you need to deal with, it's dealt with, it's hidden behind the scenes for you. And if you want to test the pages before you publish to check that they're okay, then there's a bit more that you need to know. And so in the longer version of this video that we're going to make available to the delegates that take out online advanced technical writing skills, we'll cover those particular topics. And we'll also provide a proof of concept, a project file for the Madcap Flare authoring tool. And you can find out more about what is covered in the online advanced technical writing skills course on the link that's on the website there, or just go to the Cherry Leaf website. So that's it for this video. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And if you want more information, then you can contact us. The easiest way is info at cherryleaf.com.